Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Eugene Bartzaiken from Twine Financial Advisors. And today on the show, we are joined by Eugene Bartzaiken from Twine Financial Advisors. They're an Auckland-based mortgage broking and financial advising firm. And uh, the reason we've got Eugene on the show today is we actually came across one of his lending proposals. Andrew was sent it uh, because we've got a mutual client. And I remember the email, actually. Andrew emailed Eugene and said, I am so impressed with your uh, lending proposal with the advice that you'd given this particular client, um, you know, let's get you on the show and let's let's have a bit of a chat. Uh, so then I read the leading proposal, I was impressed and here we go, we've got Eugene. So Eugene, thanks for coming along to the show today. And thank you for having me on, it's a, it's a genuine pr- uh, privilege. Oh, no worries at all. And uh, we're, over the next five episodes or so, we're going to be talking, uh, doing a bit of a deep dive into mortgages and lending and specifically in today's show, we're going to talk about the, the different ways that banks treat both investors and first home buyers and which ones are slightly better for investors which ones are better for first home buyers but just to, before we get into that Eugene why don't you just tell us a give, give us a, a, a word or two about twine sure uh, well the brand twine actually came from the idea that it's important to actually work together with a with a team to actually intertwine the advice from both your mortgage advisor or accountant or lawyer we just realized that early on in my career I was I was doing a lot of the work standalone and then the accountant would do something standalone, the lawyer would do something standalone, and there was no clear vision, there's no clear plan for the client. And so when we were when we were thinking about how to, you know, what is a vision for our firm, how do we want to actually uh, operate and help out and serve our clients, that's where Twine came from. So we want to intertwine the advice from, from a team of professionals, and that's what leads us to our client's mortgage strategy or, or property strategy. And without that strategy, you, you don't have clarity. And that's 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 what we're aiming to achieve. And I think one of the things in the uh, the lending document or the, the strategy that you'd put together for this particular client, which I know a lot of listeners are going to be interested in, is how you've broken down uh, the different banks and how they treat investors differently and therefore which ones you would suggest that this particular investor approach. So can you give us a sense of the different banks' lending policies, why they treat people different? Because it's not just the interest rate that they offer, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, the, there is difference in interest rate, but honestly, See, that changes on a day-to-day basis. It's very difficult to say who's always number one competitor or the or the second. The the main difference is, is really in the in the products that the banks offer. And what do I mean by products? I mean the 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 overall understanding of what is a mortgage. I mean the bank just lends you money and uh, you pay it off over thirty years or interest only, and that's that. But the reality is, is, is that it goes into far more detail. There are offset loans. There, there are uh, redraw facilities, revolving credits. There are, there's, there's a differences between how banks, um, how banks treat interest only versus principal interest, and it varies bank to bank. And uh, not sure how it evolved in the particular way, but some banks have become better for investors, and some banks have been better for for owner occupiers. It's not necessarily who's better for first home buyers or second home buyers, it's, but it's more about what is the underlying security or what is the underlying property that that bank is is uh, is, is is holding onto, and that's what helps to distinguish which bank is a preference. Exactly. And I know we've talked about some of these different products previously on different shows like the offset accounts or uh, the, the flexible uh, loans that are available from like BNZ or TSB where you're able to, to vary the amount that you're paying each year and, and make that, that plan. Uh, but 
One of the other things that's really interesting in here is that some banks will charge a higher interest rate for investors. Have I understood that right? Correct. So that actually comes from the Reserve Bank. The Reserve Bank actually tells the banks that you need to hold back more capital, or in other words, more deposit, for every loan that they issue. So for example, if the bank is issuing a loan for the purpose of rental uh, investing, they need to hold back slightly more deposit. If they do so, they have a lower margin. So what banks, majority of banks do, is they actually uh, allow for a possible extra margin on top. And that's become much more of uh, a reality today than it was, let's say, a few years ago. The banks previously would just absorb it. But what's interesting is actually nowadays is that uh, a small minority of banks are now officially always absorbing. They don't have a policy to charge investors more. Other banks have a clear policy that they will charge investors more. And for many others, it's negotiable. So in reality, it's the, the, the policy says it needs to charge more, but in practice, it's oftentimes negotiable. And that's where it's a bit of a grey area. It depends on how much equity is being contributed. It depends on what other mix of properties that uh, th- that the client has with that bank. Let's say there might be a family home and a rental property together. The bank might treat that differently. So it's 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 case by case, and there are there are a few uh, variables. And the, I think the interesting thing is that there are these differences in policies, uh, but they're not really publicised to to the, the market, right? You've got almost got to go through a mortgage broker who's dealing with the banks on a day-to-day basis in order to be able to find this out. Do, why is it that the banks don't kind of publicise these policies and information? Well, uh, if, if, if I was working for a bank, I'd probably direct you to where it shows, uh, w- where it explains it on the website, but it's not easily found sometimes. Uh, in s- for some banks, for example, they might have it at, at the bottom of the page. It talks about interest rates, but it's never at the top of the page, <laughs> if that makes sense. And are you allowed to share which, which banks uh, tend to absorb though, that extra capital requirement versus, yeah. versus others? So at the moment, uh, both TSB and ANZ are, uh, are quite clear that they're absorbing the, 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 the extra margin. So therefore, they're not specifically charging more, whether it's a rental property or or a family home. However, what can differ is the amount of cashbacks one might receive if it is for rental lending or not. Fantastic. Hey, and the other thing I'm really interested to know is that additional capital requirement to be that, that the Reserve Bank requires banks to hold on to when it's an investment property, does that differ whether it's a new or existing property? And, and second part to the question as well, how much additional capital do the banks need to hold on to? Uh, the actual specifics, I'm going to have to uh, look back at my notes, but um, it, it is definitely more capital. If it is a new build that the Reserve Bank does allow uh, does allow exemptions for, for this, However, the banks still need to report that it's for rental investing, and so therefore, it's still not the uh, uh, there's still a premium that they need that they need to factor in. And I think there are really two learnings for for investors listening into this. Uh, the the first is that when you're looking at the the special rates that are advertised on billboards as you're driving around your city or as you see them online uh, when you're surfing the internet, uh, is that you may not be able to get that specific specific rate at a bank that factors in uh, and passes on some of that additional cost of holding on to more capital. So even though you can see, well, you'll be able to get a reasonably low interest rate, but you may not be able to get 
get that 3.39%. Uh, that's being advertised by this bank or that bank. And I think the second learning as well is that when you're starting to really get into buying investment properties, that's why you're going to want to work with a mortgage broker who scrolls down the whole page on, on Westpac or BNZ site to figure out exactly what those lending policies are and how they work in specific instances as well. Yeah, correct. I mean, look, the you know, at the bottom of every rate, it always says subject to lending criteria, and they might actually explain what that lending criteria is. You need to have X amount of deposit, you know, 20% deposit, or it must be for an owner-occupied, for example. But that's in small print, and that's not obvious, if that makes sense. Um, however, you know, what can sometimes happen is for those banks that are a bit more of a grey area, uh, we can oftentimes try to negotiate some of that margin away. It'll still be classified as a rental property, but maybe on that point in time when we're negotiating, we may be able to actually achieve that special rate that's being advertised. But you see, it's it's not just scrolling through the pages. We're actually getting rates for a variety of clients on a daily basis. So we can actually see on a day-to-day basis, depending on what the circumstances are, what sort of rate we can get. And so actually paying attention to the advertised rates doesn't really lead to what the true reality is, if that makes sense. And hey, just before we wrap up this show as well, something that I think is really important, and I imagine most listeners uh, who have tuned in already know this, but over the Christmas break, I was down in Taranaki catching up with the family, and I was talking with one of my family members uh, because they're about to buy buy a, a house down in New Plymouth, and I said to them, you've got to use a mortgage broker, you've got to use a mortgage broker. I, uh, anybody who's listened to this show for a while knows that I'm always going on about it. Um, and two interesting things. One, they were saying, well, why can't we, we'll just do it ourselves, we're with Kiwi Bank, we'll just, you know, they've already given us the lending, you know, da, da, da. I said, you'll get a cheaper interest rate, you might you might get uh, better terms from other banks, you know, all of these sorts of things, which I, I think are really important, but maybe they, don't, they haven't understood the importance of it yet. Um, but also the other interesting thing is that a lot of people I was talking to uh, down there when I was talking about mortgage brokers believe that there is a charge for it, that mortgage brokers charge a fee on top of the loan. Generally the answer is that they don't. Generally mortgage brokers, uh, there are a few exceptions but generally mortgage brokers are paid a commission from the bank. So for for 99% of, of situations we receive a commission from the bank uh, and so therefore, we don't need to charge a fee for the service. Now, I mean, there are uh, caveats to that. So for example, you have to read through the fine print of the broker's agreement. Some brokers, including ourselves, we actually include a clause that in case the loan is repaid within about, about two to two and a half years, we may on charge any commission that's being clawed back. Now, in practice, this very rarely ever happens, but this is where the strategy is important. We need to understand uh, what is the purpose of buying this house? What what's the intention of how long we might uh, we might hold on to this property as well to make sure that that uh, all costs are being taken into account. So although in general there is no fee for the service, but in some instances, please make sure to talk to your broker and uh, and 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 read through that that fine print because uh, it's 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 an important detail where it's important to know what the long-term plan is for this property. And I think the key thing um, from from this episode, if you take one thing away, it's that uh, each bank has different policies. They will treat you differently and treat investors differently from, from others. Uh, different banks, if we're talking about first home buyers, um, uh, will, will offer different sorts of terms or are more likely to offer you lending. And, and that's why you do want to play them off of each other. But let's wrap it up there because we're going to get into a lot more detail about all of this in the coming episodes as well. Now, Eugene, thanks for coming on for the 
the for the first episode of this. And of course, we'll, thank you. You'll be here for the next, uh, I think, four episodes. Now, if you do want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, then why not check out our epic guide to mortgages? This is something we just released in January, uh, and it's a nine and a half thousand word guide that teaches you how to get a mortgage and then how to pay it down quicker. So we're going to drop that link in the show notes, and then also please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help us get the message out to more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Eugene Bartsaken from Twine Financial Advisors. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.